ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another live episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumping Jay, and we're just three days away from Halloween, and I'm joined by none other than Tommy, the Frankenstein Fierro. Tommy, happy Halloween, brother. How you doing? First of all, happy Halloween, Jay. Second of all, Frankenstein? Listen, your name starts with an F. Fierro, and so I had to go with Frankenstein. I thought maybe Wolfman. Uh, I, I didn't know. What would you prefer to be called at Halloween time? Sir. Sir? Yes. <laughs> Sir. Tommy. Fierro. Spooky. I, 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 can, I can join. Uh, remember when uh, Lord Stephen Regal and Sir, and Sir uh, Bobby Eaton, or remember that gimmick they did? I could be part of them. You could totally fit right in with those guys. Absolutely. Tommy, we, Listen, man, we got a great topic today, but before we dive in, on the theme of Halloween, you had kind of a spooky Monday night virtual signing, and I got to tell you, personally, it was one of my favorites. I didn't expect it to be, but it was one of my favorites. You had two amazing, awesome, just good, down-to-earth guys. Tell me about it. Gangrel, Crowbar, how was Monday night virtual for you? Oh, it was awesome, man. But first, I want to tell you about the day before. Uh, last Sunday at the Wrestling Collector, we had the Boogeyman. He made a appearance at the store. And let me tell you something, Jay. He is absolutely out of this world as far as uh, his character goes, how he gave everyone at the store an experience. And, and it wasn't – and it, and that, Jay, by far, my favorite – signing I ever did was with the boogeyman last Sunday. We have a back room here at the wrestling collector where, um, you know, they sign autographs and take pictures and stuff. And, and there's a door separating the main, the main store to the back room. Boogeyman would open and close. And he was in complete character, by the way, I'm talking about what he wore <laughs> to the ring. He was in the, even with the stick and everything. And he would open the door one at a time. Who's next? And like, but one, once, and the kids, the kids were scared. But once the kids and their parents got in the back, he was so nice to them. Every single kid that was going in there was nervous and scared because it's the boogeyman. And Absolutely. they all left. They all left the back room with a huge smile on their face. He had a big bowl of gummy worms that he was giving out to all the kids. And he was. I. I. My. It was my first time ever working with him. And let me tell you something, I couldn't stress enough what a great, great, great uh, guy he was to work with. And I would love to work with him again in the future. And as far as Monday Night Virtual goes last this past Monday, it was awesome, man. Um, and you're right, they're, they're, they're both very down to earth. And you got to remember, they both came from starting from the independents. Obviously, Gangrel had a, you know, a little bit more like, uh, longevity than Crowbar did. But right now, Crowbar... Is, uh, is is making a lot of noise up here in the, the East Coast, New Jersey area. He just did an AEW appearance a, a few weeks back, and his work is better now, and his character is better now than it ever was. And uh, you, you should follow him on Twitter, Jay. It's WCW Crowbar, and uh, he does all these uh, really cool vignettes, and he posts a lot of them on Twitter, and that's what got the buzz going uh, about him again. But, yeah, it was really cool, and uh, so was Boogeyman. This weekend, knock on wood, we have a, a weekend off. 
Uh, we're actually going to not be open on a Halloween on Sunday. I want to, you know, spend the whole day with my daughter trick-or-treating and having fun. So then Monday there's no virtual signing. But the following weekend is going to be a big one. And uh, that's going to be Brutus the Barber Beefcake and uh, Great the Hammer Valentine. They're going to be in uh, the store at the Wrestling Collector on November the 7th. And then the following day, November 8th, will be our next live Monday Night Virtual on this with the Doctor of Style Slick. We'll talk more about that, man. But let's get in today's episode. We are talking 80s wrestling dream matches. And I got a big announcement. Anyone that loves the concept of fantasy booking 80s guys in their prime, stick around for the end of the because we have a really cool announcement to make. But, Jay, take over, man. I know a lot of people are waiting. Well, here's the deal, Tommy. We came up with this idea maybe two weeks ago on an episode when we were just down one of our rabbit trails. And so we thought we'd make a whole show of it. So, yeah, we're talking dream matches. Who would you have loved to see square off against each other in the squared circles? Could it be two good guys, two bad guys, no limits? If you could dream up your favorite matchup, what would it have been? And I got to tell you, Tommy, we kicked off this show, and the slam line is lit up. We got calls stacked five deep right now. And so nice. rather than delay it any longer, we're going to jump right in with the first caller. We're going to the slam line. Caller, welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Hello? Caller. Are you there? Welcome to the show. How's it going? We're doing fantastic. What's your name, sir? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Corey. I'm calling uh, from Toronto, Canada. Huge fan, long-time listener. Right from awesome, the start. man. Thank, thank you for calling yeah. in, man. We appreciate you listening. So, hey, yeah, today's a, today's hey, a good Tommy, topic. We're talking... When are you going to start shipping stuff to Canada? For as far as what? From the store? Well, we're, we're, right, right. right. Well, right now, everything in the store is really like onesies and twosies and stuff because I, I, we buy a lot of different wrestling collections. But we're, we started a magazine club, and we're doing uh, mystery pack autographs. As we get more stuff in, we're definitely going to uh, offer more stuff to Canada. But for our virtual signings we do, uh, you can definitely sign up for that on the website, 80sWrestlingCon.com. Absolutely, yeah. No, listen, I'll have to make a trip to the store one of these days. Oh, man, I appreciate it. So, yeah, today we're talking 80s wrestling dream matches, man. So this is, I know, your first time calling in. If you can go back into a time capsule and take any wrestler uh, from the 80s, no matter what promotion, AWA, NWA, WWF, world class, uh, what would be a couple of your fantasy dream matches that you would have liked to have seen? And, And it could be guys that wrestled each other later in their career, like Hogan and Sting, they finally went at it, but not during their heyday. So what are some of the matches that you would have liked to have seen? Well, what I always wanted to see was the matches you never got to see, which would be things like, you know, the Hart Foundation, like the Anvil versus the Hitman, Davy Boy versus the Bulldog, things like that. Like I'll never forget, uh, I think it was the 1990 Royal Rumble when Action Smash came out together, one and two, and went at it. And because the teams complemented each other so much, right? Like, you know, you always had sort of the strength guy and and the speed guy. I've always wanted to see those, you know, top tag teams sort of go at it, like B. Brian Blair versus Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. I think that'd be an amazing match and just something we never really got to see. 
Absolutely, I man. I 100% agree with Corey. When Axe and Smash faced off in that Rumble, like, we still think about that. That was so exciting and something we never thought we would get to see. And unless a tag team has a dramatic breakup like the Rockers did, you don't get to see the two guys go at it. So I 100% agree. I would love to have seen some tag teams uh, have some one-on-one matches against one another. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they would often do, like, I remember you would see, you know, singles matches, Davey Boy versus The Anvil, you know, Power versus Power, and then, you know, Brett versus, uh, you know, Dynamite, which were great matches, but I'd love to have seen them just go head-to-head. But Absolutely. That's my, uh, those are my dream matches. Awesome. We, we appreciate you calling in, man, and, and, and you said you were a long-time listener. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the show every week. Awesome. I look forward to it every week, guys. All the best. Take care. Awesome, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, Corey. Cheers. Bye-bye. The, the other cool thing about that type of scenario, Tommy, is uh, you would assume that tag team partners know each other so well. They know each other's strengths. They know each other's weakness. So you could really tell a great story in a match when two tag team partners are going at it. I, I agree with him. I think we could have had some fantastic sing- singles competition that way. Yeah, and, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, you, you mentioned demolition quickly. I, I want to mention this as one of my dream matches that I would have liked to have seen in the 80s. I didn't know, and I know we saw, you know, Legion of Doom against Demolition in the WWF, but I would have liked to have seen the Road Warriors and the NWA against Demolition in the WWF, or even when they came to the WWF, Legion of Doom and, and Demolition at a WrestleMania uh, but that would be one of my uh, dream matches. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I, and I, I said, again, I know that they wrestled before, but not under uh, those uh, circumstances. You're absolutely right. When we talk about dream matches, a lot of these people might have had matches somewhere against each other in their career, whether it was before they made it to, to the big time companies or whether it was after they were kind of past their prime. But when you're talking fantasy booking, you get to pick the era that, that you're matching these people up with. And so, yeah, it would have been great to see the Road Warriors in their prime against Demolition on a big stage, main eventing a WrestleMania. That definitely should have happened. And as a fan, I agree with you. I wish it would have happened. Tommy, are you ready to jump onto the next call? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, next up, waiting on the slam line, is a guy who's called in before it's Brian. Brian, welcome back to the show, brother. Hey, thanks very much, Jumpin' Jay and Tommy Wildfire Fierro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wildfire Fierro, I like that. That's a good one. Well, it's, I like it's because that. someday, someday I'm hoping your store makes you Tommy Rich. So anyway, brother, the, uh, <laughs> you and me both, man. <laughs> I like this guy. Hey, uh, Brian, where are you, where are you hey. from again, Brian? Uh, oh, Chico, California. So Northern uh, California. I, oh man, I, I, this guy's witty, Jay. We may have to replace you. I love you. it. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I love no, it, man. But, that uh, was a good one. I wish I had a, a rim shot, a drum set here, man. I would have hit it up for that one. Yeah, that was awesome. So yeah, man, we're talking about dream matches from the '80s, Brian. And if you can yeah. uh, go back in a time capsule and grab some of your favorites, no matter what you know federation it was back in the day, what are some of the matches you would have liked to have seen? Well, biggest thing with, you know, fantasy booking is all about the timing. And, you know, Hogan Flair 86 would have been phenomenal or oh, yeah. even 87, but uh, pushing it off till 91, the, you know, the 
finish they had at the arenas where Bobby gives them the brass knuckles and Flair knocks out Hogan wins the belt and then it's a dusty finish and and Hogan gets the belt right back that could have worked and then switch it at, at Mania but Hogan leaving with the steroid trail coming at WrestleMania yeah. 8 they just they had to go a different direction and, and Savage was a good choice it's just we needed that match five five sooner and then sure. the other and, you know, I big one I was Right, yeah. I would have I would have took that match ninety one because it it still yeah. was a dream match. But like you said, they just they they, they, they the first times the the guys worked it was on house shows, dude. That's a WrestleMania yeah. main event. That's a WrestleMania main event. That I mean, there's no yeah, if, they, they fumbled the ball, you know. Yeah, I mean, and and, yeah. and they brought and they brought Ric Flair into the promotion perfectly. I mean, they they brought him yeah. in a great way. Wins the Royal Rumble with the I mean, the introduction of Ric Flair was great. But I mean, they and they it, definitely dropped the ball, and, and the same thing with demolition in the 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 Road Warriors. Yeah, they, the they should have had that in late '88, early '89. It would have been perfect because the Road Warriors picked up the NBA belt or the NWA belts in late '88. Demolition still had them, but they were into their run, and they were strong. So late '88, early '89, that would have been the time for that. And you know, instead, three years, two years, three years later, we get it. But uh, another. You know, Midnight Express, Bulldogs in, in 86 when they both had the belts. Heart Foundation, Rock and Roll Express when they both had the belts. All this stuff, 86, 87. But, uh, you know, my own my own one I wish I'd seen was uh, Savage Piper. And they did that a few times late 86 when they were both uh, my favorite time in their careers. Uh, and basically what happened is uh, at these house shows, Piper would get Savage in a fireman's carry dump him into the ring right as the ref counted 10 so savage wins by count out at least i've seen this on a on a youtube of the match and then piper comes in smashes savage with the belt fans leave happy because piper's holding up the belt and, and savage you know crawls out or whatever but uh just to have had that match on a saturday night's main event or you know my druthers piper not retiring in in 87 and somehow getting to that Savage Piper feud at a bigger show, even. But I, I would have liked to have seen those two on TV, and you know, also would have loved to have gone to a house show with it, but uh, wasn't close enough to me. And and uh, and they never put it on TV. But those two guys, to me, my top three workers ever, most entertaining are Piper, Savage, and and Heenan. And then it's a a struggle for my fourth, yeah. Uh, trying to pick from all, all everybody out there, but that would be my dream match of on TV with, you know, Piper Savage late '86. And I'll I know you got a lot that. of callers, so I'll let you. I'll let you. No, no, no. Real, real quick, that's a that's a great, 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 great idea and point because again, you said they they wrestled to the front, but not under the circumstances you wanted to see it. I'll tell you what, man, I would like to have seen Piper his red hot heel run in '85 against Macho Man as a baby face in 88. I would have liked to that. And I loved, you know, Macho Man 88. I, I love that. And that's another one I, I wanted to touch on is uh, I would have loved it if uh, I, I'm kind of like you where I was in Ultimate Warriors Corner against uh, Hogan at, in 90, WrestleMania 6. But I in WrestleMania 5 a year earlier, I loved Savage's run, and I was disappointed that, you know, he had to be the heel, and I could see that coming and losing. 
I was hoping in the back of my mind, oh, is this going to be the first year they're going to have a heel go over at WrestleMania? And no, it wasn't to be. But can you imagine if they'd left Savage as the baby face and had Hogan be the heel at WrestleMania 5 and somehow put Savage over? But anyway, just fantasy booking. Not enough time in the years back then. They, they would have stretched things out. They could have put Stud and Bundy with a tag team title run over the Bulldogs. They, you know, There's just so oh, yeah. many angles that they could have stretched out uh, if there's just more days in the year. And, and we were spoiled back then with all the house shows. They had, you know, two night, two nights of, or two shows a night. Um, so when you look back at the history of WWE.com and read all the results, if you ever get a chance to, it's phenomenal. The matches that we didn't get to see and all the, the fantasy booking. Um, you guys just had Kamala King Kong Bundy question on there. And I was fortunate enough where I got to see that match um, right. but it was basically a, a double count out. So, yeah, I, I, that would have been a, a fun one to see on TV also. Brian, you've got some great ideas when it comes to fantasy booking. A lot of the matches you're saying, I'm smiling ear to ear thinking about what it could have been to see Me them too. showcased. So, Brian, thank you for call, calling in. How is the weather in California today? Uh, not bad. On uh, Saturday we had a torrential rainstorm basically had like i don't know how many inches but leak in the shed had to work on and uh air conditioner and the roof work you know had to mess with that so yeah it was uh, nasty but uh right now it's it's no big deal usually northern california you don't have to worry about too much so well brian but, uh, other than you. other than wildfires the last couple of years wildfires and uh and then uh, uh just the climate change so whatever you know Back we appreciate you calling in, man, and and, uh, and I know it's early there in California right now. It's a little after seven a.m. So uh, we appreciate you calling in, and, and 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 definitely call back, man. We love talking to you, Brian. Right, right on, guys. Take care and have a good time. Take Halloween. care, brother. Right. Wildfire, Tommy Fier. I'm going to be honest, man. When I asked him how the weather was, I expected him to say sunny. In Minnesota, we're taught that it's always sunny in California. <laughs> part part of the reason I asked is it's raining here in Minnesota. It's kind of a dreary day, and so I was hoping he was going to share a little sunshine, but they get rain out there as well. Tommy, he had Brian had some amazing matches, things that would have been very fun to watch. We still got calls stacked up on the slam line. So before we continue to, to talk about Brian's picks, we're going to head to the beautiful, it's probably sunny here, Beautiful Butler, New Jersey, and talking to our good friend Danny. Danny, welcome back to the show, brother. Tommy, Monday night. Uh, Tommy, uh, Jumpin' Jay, good morning. How are you, How are you guys hey, doing today? I, I got a good man. I got a story for uh, for Jay real quick. I didn't, I didn't fill him in on the news, Danny. I, I, I saved it for the show today. So guess what, Jay? What, Tommy? Before before Danny gives you his few dream matches, I want to let you know that my uh, normal crew that helps me out for my signings and stuff, they, w- they were not available last weekend. Uh, both uh, had some uh, Halloween uh, festivities to take part in, and uh, I-, I was pretty much, you know, I, was re- I-, I know that you always like to say Mama Fiero works on certain Sundays, and she does, but I-, I have to be here too, but I need someone to, you know, go get the talent and, and-, and bring them back to the store and make sure they're okay and work with them throughout the signing and guess who did that are you telling me that danny was like the right hand man 
Dan, on, Dan, on Saturday, yeah, Sunday. Dan, the right hand man. That's his new name. I like that. Yeah, very, very, uh, very impromptu. Uh, you know, just just out of the blue. Like I said, he came, it was I out came of the, blue. the store. Like, like I promised, I gave him his uh, package, the uh, Ricky Steamboat Hasbro, and all of a sudden, I was a, uh, I was uh, gifted with an opportunity to pick up the boogeyman, work with him, and take him back to his hotel. Now, I, I want you to tell, and I, I was earlier in the show, I don't know if you're listening, I, I couldn't sing Boogeyman's praise enough to everyone. For anyone out there that's listening, let them know how awesome he was to work with. The, the, the guy was, you talk about a class act. The guy um, couldn't be a perfect, a, a, a better gentleman. I uh, picked him up with my son at the airport. Um, you know, he, he you know just waiting for him in the lobby, him coming out of the elevator, in full in in full boogeyman mode with his staff with the the latex paint and you know in character you know it, it just it was just it was awesome I'm like I'm like what in the world am I getting in myself into right now but you know <laughs> the the best thing is before before we actually left the hotel lobby he was you know he tells me Danny can you just do me one thing I was like I'm like sure t- boogie what's up he's like will you have a shot of tequila with me I'm like you know what man we we could we could you're lucky, Tommy, that you know that you know this was wasn't big because I probably would have stayed at the hotel lobby bar with him if, uh, <laughs> if if you weren't so good with me. And, That's you know, awesome, we, man. We had, you know, we had a, a shot. You know, we got into the car. You know, on the ride over there, you know, we had some great conversation. You know, he uh, he was very impressed with Lucas with Lucas's wrestling knowledge. I think oh, yeah. you know that that kind of like that definitely highlighted. Uh, the, the ride and like I said it was just a, a tremendous experience something that I would never forget something I never expected but like I said total class act you know he you know he was in character the whole time he treated every single person that 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 attended the event he treated them you know he took his time he you know he showed that how passionate he was and like I said it was just an awesome experience like I said I definitely look look forward to doing something like that again. That is very cool. What a unique opportunity. I love the fact that he was in full makeup at the airport when you're picking him oh, up. Don't, Tommy, don't, I mean, uh, Jay, don't call it makeup. You know, I, I said makeup, and I didn't think I was going to make it to the sign because he, 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 he takes that very face personal. Paint. He takes that very – he said it's not, it's, it's not makeup. It's latex. You know, he said I take three hours – to get this done, and the, the the stick that Tommy mentioned, I said stick too. And he's like, it's not a stick; it's a staff. He was man. very very passionate about his character. He, he was that's, awesome, man. That's he was great, awesome. Man. So, Danny, we're talking dream matches from the '80s, man. Any any wrestler from the '80s in any era of promotion? What are some of the matches you have liked to have seen? Ah, oh, man, you know, I it, it's very hard to start because, like I said, it it's you know such a uh, a golden era, you know, that, you know, we didn't see, you know, that all through different types of promotions. Um, you know, I, you know, of all, I, I, I try, try to go outside the box a little, not make it, you know, too easy. And if it was probably one match that I would have enjoyed, enjoyed seeing, I probably would have, you know, enjoyed, uh, you know, the Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels, you know, at that era against who, in my opinion, is the the original Mr. WrestleMania, Randy Savage. I think that would have been a tremendous match. I think that's uh, Matt uh, Macho, before he left WWF, he pitched that idea 
uh, toward the end of his run, and I guess they kind of shot him down because they felt that he was too old. But I think uh, that match would have definitely uh, got over real, real good at you know in late '89, early '90. Well, I guess when you know, you know, Sean was still in the Rockers, but I think he still would have been able to put on a tremendous show. Um, as far as a tag team match, uh, I, I think the the Road Warriors against the Bulldogs would have been tremendous. You know, you had the two powerhouse teams, uh, the Bulldogs a little more technically sound against, you know, like uh, against, against the Road Warriors who were just, you know, big, bulky, and, and just uh, rough. Those two guys are going, you know, those two teams going at it, probably 87, 88. I think that would have been a, a tremendous fantasy matchup. There's so many, you know, I, I, I could probably keep going on and on, even though I did watch this match on a, on a Bret Hart's DVD. I think, uh, you know, Ricky Steamboat against Bret Hart. Uh, that could have uh, really went over well um, in that era. I think they were uh, in uh, Bret Hart's book. I think they wrote he wrote that they were originally scheduled for WrestleMania two, but they ended up uh, shooting that plan down. But like I said, there's there's so many great matches. Like I said, we could be playing this game all day. Uh, but like I said, uh, if those if any matches stand out, the ones that I I think I, I just gave you that I, I could think of. The the cool news is is Danny, you said that you, we could be playing this game all day long. Definitely stick around and listen to the end of the episode. We have a, a cool announcement to make. We're going to be doing something pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I agree with you with those choices, man. That, that's all really good stuff. And, uh, I, again, I appreciate you helping me out in the gym last week. And, 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 Jay, it was cool because it was the day before the signing, and, you know, I, I was on the phone telling the different people through text message to get someone to pick up, you know, uh, my guy. And, and Danny walked in, and I, and I know Danny was coming to the signing the next day. And 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 Danny is a very very very, um, very 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 uh, honest and what's the word I'm looking for? Trustworthy. Very trustworthy. And I knew he would do a great job, and he sure did. And and there might be a future, some uh, pickups in the future with Danny from Butler and in the '80s Wrestling Con crew. You're gonna have to get well, a. Uh, like I say, if, if I'm if I'm available, if I'm around. Uh, let me tell you one thing. I I definitely had a lot more fun picking up Boogeyman than I would have had uh, uh, watching uh, my New York Jets get blown out. So it definitely it worked out all the way around. Danny, <laughs> yeah, thank you as always, brother. Uh, like I said, Tommy, Jumper J is always a pleasure. I look forward to speaking to you guys next week and enjoy your Halloween. You too, you brother. Too, brother. Thank you. Luke, if I said happy Halloween, man. You got it, brother. Thank you. Thank you. And, and Jay, you're not going to, and he, he showed up with that Ricky Steamboat Hasbro brand new in the package like you said he would last week. Man, what a, he seems like just a solid, real good dude. Man, you're going to have to get a Danny from Butler version of the bat signal on top of the wrestling collector there. So if you get in a you'll, jam, you just flip the switch and you'll know he'll come meet, to your rescue. You'll meet Danny from Butler at 80s Wrestling Con Live, which, uh, again, we're, we're doing. It's May 7th of next year, and tickets are going to go on sale on Black Friday for 80s Wrestling Con Live. So, Jay, you know, uh, you know Jay works behind the scenes on, on the uh, website, so I wanted to uh, give you a little heads up. <laughs> so I don't, I, don't, I don't text you the morning of like I usually do. So you're giving me a heads up. There's some work coming down the pipeline. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to the, to being in person, to meeting some of 
the wrestlers that I idolized uh, as a kid, but I'm also looking forward to meeting guys like Danny from Butler. I feel like New Jersey has this little honeycomb of wrestling fanatics that maybe I'm missing out on here in central Minnesota. It probably has something to do with the Wrestling Eye magazine. But you guys seem to have a good collection of solid dudes that know their stuff. So I'm excited to make my way to that part of the country. But until then, we got to make our way down this slam line, Tommy. This is a topic that wrestling fans are passionate about because we love the idea of being able to fantasy book and kind of pit two of our favorites against each other in their primes. We're going to keep this conversation rolling. We're going down to the city of Atlanta, and we're going to connect with a guy who's called in a few times before. Joe from Atlanta, welcome back to the show, brother. Good morning, brothers. How you doing? Hey, man. How you doing? Great. We're talking dream matches from the 80s today. Very, very popular topic. Uh, First one I thought of would be Andre the Giant versus Yokozuna. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, two guys that were, I, I Googled this morning, uh, you know, 500 to 600 pounds. And I kind of view that their roles in the WWF were kind of the same because it was WrestleMania three, Hogan versus Andre. And then I think it was WrestleMania nine when they were, you know, starting a new generation. Bret Hart versus Yokozuna. So like Yokozuna and Andre the Giant kind of had those roles that the, the the baby face uh, trying to win the belt or, or, or retain the belt against the 500 pounder. <laughs> so uh, that was my first dream match. Um, and then I'll throw a couple others here. Uh, Steve Stone Cold, or his initial name was Stunning Steve Austin. Uh, I think that dude versus either Hulk Hogan. Um, or Macho Man would be unbelievable matches. Um, oh yeah, yeah, this man. is a great time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean we're yeah. we're, we're, we're pretty much talking guys like in the in the '80s dream matches. But yeah, if you, I mean, if, if we're going outside the box of the '80s, I mean, gosh, there's just countless yeah. different. I mean, there's so many different. Like if you're taking the, the the hottest guys from the Attitude Era against the hottest guys from the '80s, I mean, that's a whole other topic that maybe we could do, Jan, a future episode. Or uh, any matches, but yeah, man, I, I agree. The Yokozuna one, it, I mean, he, he falls in the early '90s. That it's still doing the, in my opinion, the, the golden era. That would have been awesome, man. And then you think about uh, when you said Yokozuna, maybe think of Sting again. Imagine Sting as you know the babyface surfer character against Yokozuna. How awesome that would have been. You saw the matches Sting had with Vader. I'm sure he could have killed him with Yokozuna too. Yeah. Yeah, because regarding, um, like, yeah, Attitude Era versus Federation Era, like, one match that really did happen was Hogan versus The Rock, which, like, that went, like, I still sometimes watch that match. That's, like, wow, two different generations meeting. So, yeah, that's a cool route. Um, and then last last one I penned in here was would be, I'm pretty sure this never happened, Undertaker versus Andre the Giant. Um, oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah, like, that would have been a phenomenal yeah, match. Two jack, two tall guys. <laughs> so, well, let yeah, me ask it, you this. That's what I got. Let me ask you this, Joe. If you could have seen Andre the Giant clash against Yokozuna, that's a lot of, that's a lot of man in the ring there. Who would you picture winning that clash of the titans? Would you be, would you be an Andre guy, or would you think Yokozuna could do it? Yeah. I, okay. 
I don't. I thought about it, and I'm not even sure. But like, Yokozuna clearly had a finishing move, the bonsai drop. <laughs> so, and Andre the Giant, I'm a huge fan of, but I don't really recall him having an actual finishing move. So, um, today I'm going to say that Yokozuna wins. Either way you call it, it would be a fun wa- a fun match to watch. The, the biggest difference I see between the two uh, is Andre's obviously taller, which doesn't really affect the match too much. But Yokozuna, for being as big as he was, was so mobile and still so quick in the ring that I think it would be definitely an interesting matchup for Andre to try to match the movement that Yokozuna brought along with the weight. And we'll never know. Well, you know, the only thing we can do is play a video game. <laughs> exactly. We'll never know the answer. Well, Joe, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate you listening and calling in. Continue to tune in, and we hope to hear from you in the future. Okay, have a good Halloween. You too, All right, brother. you too, Joe. Thank you. Anytime you can get two big guys to go head-to-head, I like that type of match. It can tend to be maybe a little more slow paced but yokozuna could he had an engine man he could go and unfortunately most of us remember andre the giant towards the later part in his career where he has slowed down tremendously from what he once was in the ring but he carried such an aura with him he was larger than life he was the giant so any matchup that he's in immediately draws your attention And it would be fun to see him go against someone who could match him in weight and just see kind of how he would handle that type of opponent. Absolutely, man. Tommy, we got one call left on the slam line. He's been hanging on since the start. We're going probably to your neck of the woods. It's area code 973, which brings us to a part of New Jersey, if I know my area codes, which I don't. I Googled it. All right. Well, we're going. Yeah, 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 Jay. There he is. Welcome to the show, uh, hey, caller. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tom from Tom from Parsippany. How you guys doing? You are Tom. right, Jumpin' Jay. Tom what's going on, man? What's up, brother? What's up, brother? You know, I got I I I, I want to come to the store soon because I got some stuff that to uh, sell to you. So I'm looking forward to that, uh, Tommy. Nice. Jay. I hope you're doing well. Listen, I got two matches. I can't believe nobody brought this one up. What about two guys that were tag team partners? became world champions during the same year, and they carried their federations uh, for a little while. Stinger Warrior. Stinger, a stinger against the Ultimate Warrior. You're right, brother. How would that be for a dream match, huh? I, I can't both, believe both, no one mentioned guys, that yet. Yeah, the Stinger against the Warrior. Does it get any better than that? They were both tag partners as the Blade Runners at one time. Absolutely, man. Right? Absolutely. That would, have been, that would have been phenomenal. Phenomenal. You know? And um, my second one would be, and uh, Jay, this is uh, two guys from your neck of the woods, two of my favorite all-time heels that I don't uh, believe ever wrestled each other, both from Robbinsdale, Minnesota. What about Mr. Perfect against the ravishing one, Rick Rude? Tom, I'm, nice. not even pull- I'm not even pulling your leg here. When I made my list, that's the top match on my fantasy list that I would have loved to see. Perfect and Rude. Get out of here. Wow. That's top of my list. Nice. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So Sting Warrior and then Rude, uh, Rude against uh, Mr. Perfect. Those are my two. I like them, man. I like See, us, us Jersey boys think good, Jay. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's Tom, don't let him pull your leg. He, he read me his dream matches off <laughs> air yeah. before we went on, 
it was not, not Mr. Perfect against Rick That's Rude. That's not me, true. I, let me tell you what it was. Oh, this, <laughs> this will be good. This okay, will be good. Was, I still can't was, believe nobody said Warrior State. It was the Bolsheviks against <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler and Jerry Allen. <laughs> oh, Get out of here, Tom. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, hey, guys, listen. The, yeah. the Stinger Warrior match has such a great story. Like, if you would have just told the story that these guys broke into the business together, they started as a tag team, they went to different federations, both climbed to the top of their prospective companies, that's a, you don't get a better story that's, than that. No, I think that would have, that would have been phenomenal. Again, uh, you know, late eighties, early nineties, those two guys were, were the, were the top guys in their promotion. So that would have been phenomenal. I like it. I love it. Yeah. So listen, guys, great show as always. Keep up the great work, Tommy. I'm going to come up to the store soon and look forward to seeing you. And uh, Jay, look forward to meeting you at the WrestleCon. Same here, Tom. I can't wait. Thanks, brother. All right. Take care, guys. You too. Be good. Bye. Listen, Tommy, those matches right there, just get your wheels spinning as a wrestling fan. When you think about seeing those names against each other on a marquee, on a pay-per-view, on a WrestleMania, man, you know, in, in alternate universes, if these matches were able to take place, they must have been phenomenal. Yeah, man, I, I I love every I love every match that everyone has suggested so far, uh, and and then you, you think of this concept and your 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 wheels just start spinning. Like as we're talking right now, as we're talking, I'm literally thinking of of ideas for matches. How about this one? Uh, during the peak of their popularity, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage together as the Mega Powers against the Road Warriors in the NWA. Man, could you imagine? Uh what that would have looked like because the intensity involved in the road warriors macho man might be the most intense wrestler of all time you got hogan who would have been at the peak of his career with hokamania running wild that would have been a clash that would have been so much fun to watch well here talk talk about dropping a ball it might not have been that match but they could have done, and I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they could have done. I think they were there during the same time frame. They, yeah, of course they had to have been. They never did. They, they could have done the Mega Powers against Demolition. They definitely could have done it. They was, definitely was Demolition were baby faces at the time. I, I don't understand how they didn't do that match. Well, I think the whole storyline of the Mega Powers, which I love beyond words, was basically just to lead up to them exploding and breaking up. And so I don't think they were really booking too many high-caliber tag team matches. They feuded with Bossman and Akeem, the Twin Towers. That would have been a really that's, – that's a dream match I would have liked to have seen. If I, can turn on, if I can turn on my TV and watch something from that time frame, that, that I would – wouldn't that, doesn't that intrigue you to see Demolition against the Mega Powers? I'd love to see that. I would listen. You know, Demolition is my World Wrestling Federation go-to tag team, and I would have loved to see them because this is a time period where they're they're red hot. They, I, if I'm remembering right, they probably have the tag titles. They're probably feuding with the Powers of Pain right around this time. The whole Fuji switching sides, and so they were red hot. 
you don't get any bigger than the mega powers at this time in the World Wrestling Federation. The shows revolved around the storyline involving the mega powers. And so if you would actually have had a high caliber, high profile tag match, the mega powers versus demolition, I don't know how you could go wrong with that. Absolutely, man. And, and then and you're thinking, I'm thinking of like, uh, just, you know, you hear all these different ideas people are saying throughout the show. And get, like I said, get your, I actually had Andre the Giant and Yokozuna written down on my sheet here. Even though Yoko was early 90s, I still had that down because I thought that was really unique. I, I love the idea of Rick Rude and, and Mr. Perfect. That That's that's phenomenal. I, on my list here, I have the Hearts against the Rock and Roll Express, which one of the callers earlier mentioned. Um, I have Hulk Hogan as, as you know, the All-American against Nikita Koloff as a as a Russian heel in, in NWA. That would have been an interesting match. I remember there being a magazine cover once. I forget which magazine it was with Hogan and Nikita on the cover. And I, I'm not, I don't know the story behind the cover, if it was a dream match or something like that. Do you recall that cover? You know, that was probably a Wrestling Eye magazine. I don't remember <laughs> that cover. But That's a good I, answer. I will say that would have been a fantastic match because – Hogan always did good against foreign heels and it would have just the strength alone of both men would have made it an interesting match to see. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Uh, I had sting, uh baby face sting, the, 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 the surfer against mm-hmm. macho man, Randy Savage as a heel. That would have been fantastic. Against yeah, like man. macho, against like macho King or like just a, a heel savage. No, no, a hill, hill savage. All right. Who are some, what are some of the matches you have on your list? Well, even though you think the Bolsheviks topped my list, which they probably <laughs> should have, can you imagine the Mega Powers versus the Bolsheviks? Man, we can only dream. I had Perfect Rude as my top pick, only because, yes, they're two Minnesota guys, but I really didn't factor that in. It's just that these two guys were so good at selling and so good – at their character, but they were both part of the Heenan family, both heels. And so we never even got a glimpse of what that would have looked like, but I think they would have worked a tremendous wrestling match. I also had the heart foundation and maybe this one took place. You'll have to tell me, but I had the heart foundation against the brain busters in that mid eighties era. Um, and I think when the brain busters were done, I think when the when the Brainbusters were in the Federation, I think they were heels. I think at the same time the Hearts were heels. So I don't I don't remember it ever happened. I'll have to Google it. But I thought they had similar dynamics. Uh, the way the team was constructed of like a power guy and a technician guy. So I thought they would have matched up well. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna really uh, you're gonna catch some heat for this. You ready for this? Yeah. Man, I I, I hate to be the one to tell you this, Jay, but um, what's that? Uh, the Heart Foundation and the Brainbusters not only wrestled, Jay. They um, yeah, they wrestled at SummerSlam '89. They did. I just googled it. I was, I'm gonna go I was back. there. I was there. I'm watching it. that one. That's in '89. I'm going back to watch that match as soon as we're done. So we won't linger on the fact that Jay booked a match that already took place on a, at SummerSlam on, on a main event type pay per view platform. The other ones I had. Um, and now this did take place, but I'm going to change the timeline a little bit. I would love to see a Mr. Perfect 
against Dynamite Kid. They did wrestle, but it wasn't in the World Wrestling Federation. It was before that, and it was before Kurt Henning was Mr. Perfect. But I thought once Mr. Perfect hit his stride, I would love to see him take on the Dynamite Kid. Um, and then Rick Rude fought Davy Boy Smith in WCW, but I would have loved to have seen that during their WWF days. I also had the Rockers against the Rock and Roll Express. I thought that would have been a fun one. I had that on mine as well. Yeah, I think I think that's a comparison that people always made, kind of like the Road Warriors and Demolition. People kind of said that the Rockers were a ripoff of the Rock and Roll Express. Well, they so did. I just loved to have seen that. They did wrestle, I believe. It was at a. Uh, I'm not sure if it was. It was I don't think it was AWA, but it was the Midnight Rockers, and maybe it was a Memphis show. It was the Midnight Rockers against the Rock and Roll Express. I'm I'm 95% sure. Um, Definitely uh, Google it, but I think it was a, it was in Memphis. It was the Midnight Rockers against the Rock and Roll Express. I remember seeing it in a magazine. Um, well, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to tell Listen, you. Oh, I'm I'm so happy right now that my fantasy booking was the tag team main event at a SummerSlam. Like that's how <laughs> good my fantasy booking is, Tommy. Yeah. It it gets on a pay per view. <laughs> but you're you're right about Rock and Roll Express and. Uh, you're right about Rocker Express and the Rockers. I had that too. I would have liked to have seen you know the Rockers and their their height of their popularity in WWF against against Rocker Express at that time. Uh, you mentioned Mr. Perfect. I had him on my list as well, Jay, and I had him against someone completely different. I had Mr. Perfect against the Great Muda. Ooh, that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting matchup, Tommy. Yeah, man. It's, it, it, the, the cool part is with if you're doing fantasy booking, man, there's endless, endless, endless possibilities. Which brings me to our announcement. We are going to be starting. We're going to do. We do one of them, and I, I'm assuming it's going to be popular. Jay, and we'll maybe call this season one of it. We are, and I and I already told you the idea off off the. Uh, off the show, and I know that you really enjoy it, and I think you're going to be entering as well. We are going to be doing a game called 80s Wrestling The Dream Card, and you can book your own 80s Wrestling Dream Card. Again, it could be from WWF, NWA, World Class, AWA, any of the territories from the 80s, Memphis, and you match up dream matches, and we're going to uh, send out all the rules for it. it. It'd probably be eight matches or so, and you can do two gimmick matches during that show from gimmick matches from the 80s, not today's stuff, just from that time frame. And then everyone submits their cards, and we put it all together and, and email it out to everyone that is participating in the game, Jay, and they get to vote what they think is the best card. Obviously, they can't vote for their own. So it will be fair and done right down the middle. And then the 80s Wrestling Con staff will give our picks as well. Myself, you're going to give one, Jay, if you're not playing. Um, and the guys that do the Monday Night Virtual with us. And then we select a winner. The winner, Jay, is going to – well, first, everyone that joins, it's going to be a $25 entry. And everyone that joins gets two signed autographed pictures from our previous – signings Jay. so right there you already made money on it because you're gonna get two signed photos mailed to you uh when you sign up for the 80s wrestling dream card challenge 
And then the winner, whoever has the, the most votes, Jay, is going to win a WWF Intercontinental title, Jay. I, 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 I'm here. You're, I'm, I'm you're, you're speaking. Listen, I was doing some typing, and so I muted my microphone, and then you asked me a question, and I didn't come back. They're going to win an Intercontinental title for fantasy booking the best, is what yep, you're telling so, me. An actual... Uh, yep legit replica title yep we got we got one in the store we're going to put it on the side so if you when you join it you're automatically going to get two autographed pictures from two of our previous signings over the past year we're going to ship them right out to you so uh if we start doing it later today which we're going to probably put it on our uh our instagram and facebook and twitter pages and uh we'll give the email address you can email us (coughs) pardon me you can email us the the sign up, and then uh, right away we'll we'll send you out two autographed pictures in the mail this weekend, and uh, we're gonna do entries until uh, it's it, we're gonna start it tonight until November eighth, I believe, and then you'll have a week to put together your dream card and then get them submitted, and then the middle of uh, the middle of the month will be uh, I don't know the exact date yet, but we'll be sending them out, and everyone can uh, pick which. Uh, card they like the best, and then vote, and then we'll we'll pick a winner. And I'm assuming that there'll be more than one season because there's so many different dream matches that you know you, you write a card, you can write 20 more cards. So it'd be fun, and I, I think it'd be interactive. And I think that uh, it's something that uh, will give us some people to look forward to. Because I know that fantasy uh, booking is a big uh, topic and, and a popular one. So I, I just thought it would be just trying to think of something cool outside the box. So. It's very cool, and I think judging about the amount of phone calls we got for this show, I think people are going to jump all over this because you're right. Fantasy booking is something that fans do, whether we're consciously talking about it with other people or we're just kind of in our head going, man, it would have been great to see that match take place. It's something we all do. It's something we all talk about. It's kind of like Monday morning quarterbacking where where you tell how your football team should have played differently to win the game. How could they have booked? the federation a little differently how could they have booked the matches the pay-per-views the territory and so it's fun for fans to talk about and it's awesome that you came up with a way that we can share our ideas with other fans put it to a vote and you get pictures so it's win-win and then you have a chance at taking home the gold i love it now my question is let's say jay wins the fantasy booking and i get the title when it comes back around to do it again is my title on the line, or will there be I a new prize? Yeah, <laughs> a traveling fantasy booking title that goes to the winner. If you want to keep the strap, you better come back and fantasy book again. Wow, Jay, I think that I might have to incorporate that idea because I, I maybe I well maybe not for the first one. I, I already said I'm going to give away the Intercontinental title, but maybe in the future I can uh, have a you know a 80s custom wrestling custom belt card. made. Ooh. Belt yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it goes first. Like I said, we're gonna. I, I I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be popular. Like I said, it's. It, 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 what else is cool too is that, and I'm interested in this. I'm sure you are too, Jay, because I, I I enjoyed sitting here today listening to everyone's different uh, matches. So I would enjoy getting an email with. I'm just say 100 people are playing. I'm just using that number, 50, whatever. And just reading all their different dream matches. Oh, I like this idea. I like this idea. So I think I think it'll be fun. I think it'd be cool. And uh, like I said, I'll, we'll be posting the info for it later. Uh, we we taped this Thursday mornings. We'll we'll be 
posting info on it later this afternoon on all our social media. Uh, but if you want to definitely join, uh, my email address is 80swrestlingpicks at gmail.com. That's 80s wrestling p i c s at gmail.com or, or DM us on any of our social media platforms. Uh, but we're going to be posting it later tonight. I love the idea, Tommy. I can't wait to tune in and see what fans come up with. We're still talking about dream matches of the golden era of wrestling. We have one more call waiting on hold, and we're headed back up to the great white north, our brothers in Canada. David is back on the line. David, welcome back, brother. Thanks. Good to talk to you as always, guys. Um, hey, what's I going on there? give you a couple of matches I got. Oh, my Sorry, I just my son just woke. I, I, I think, woke I think, your, I think your son's I think your son's crying because he just saw Zeus versus Gobbly Gooker on your fantasy booking sheet. Yeah, no, he knows, he knows, <laughs> they know. So, um, yeah, my got, my two year old likes to just attack me with random moves all the time. Um, I got three matches that I I think. Um, oh, the terrible. first one that I'd really like to see would be uh, '80s Hogan, like at the height of Hulkamania versus uh surfer sting love it awesome awesome that would have been a great match to so, see. right like i think and especially with the sort of I, I mean you know how they build hogan from being from venice beach and 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 sting actually sort of having that surf culture that that thing with his his uh gimmick at the time i think i think that would have could have made a cool match and obviously with two sort of you know the greatest wrestlers of all time two facing each other um in their prime would have been kind of cool too I agree. And then the second one would be, I, I mean, this one happened, but I, I would like to, I would have loved to have seen it with, you know, higher stakes or on a bigger stage or maybe uh, more of a sort of long-term storyline with it, which would have been cool. But uh, Demolition uh, versus uh, the Road Warriors. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, was, I was saying that earlier in the episode that I would have liked to have seen you know, the Road Warriors and, and NWA against Demolition when they were in the WWF, but, uh, exactly. you know, yeah, but I mean, we, I, I would have took, I would have took the, the Legion of Doom that, you know, WWF had against Demolition, but I really wish they would have did it on a bigger stage. Like, I would have loved, that's a WrestleMania match in, in my opinion, so I would have loved that whole yeah, match at WrestleMania, you know? Yeah, I agree, I agree 100% with that. I think, I think that was a, a missed opportunity there. And what's your third one? Um, and well, this isn't really a match, but honestly, I, I love Andre the Giant. So, like, anyone he didn't face, just just give me Andre the Giant matches. <laughs> you know, like, I just, I just love, I love him, and, and I just think, any, you know, more of him with different people is always a good idea. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't disagree with you there. If there's one guy to put you on the spot right now, uh, if there's one guy that you could think of from the 80s that Andre the Giant didn't wrestle that you would like to have seen, who who would you pick? It's, that's hard. Did he did he end up wrestling Steamboat or not? I can't remember. I I don't I don't believe he did. No. Yeah. So that that's what I thought. So I would I would go with him and Steamboat. Like Andre, that would be, that would be my pick. Andre is a heel against a babyface Steamboat, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. How about you, Jack? That would have been a great match. I just typed it into the Google machine, and I did not see a match pop up, but there is a Ric Flair versus Steamboat match where Andre the Giant 
is the special guest referee. Really? Yeah, that's an interesting. So I'll have to watch that after I watch the brain. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to watch that today myself at the store. It looks like it was for the U.S. title, and Andre the Giant is the special referee. I, the thing about Andre the Giant matches is they were always a spectacle. They were always something to watch just because this guy was built so differently than everybody else. You can have a power wrestler, but Andre the Giant is going to outmuscle even your power wrestlers. And so it's always an inter- interesting dynamic to see how wrestlers approach wrestling the giant. I just got done two days ago rewatching some of the Jake the Snake, Andre the Giant stuff, and I just loved the matches and how they orchestrated that. I recently saw the Savage-Andre match again after Savage became the champion, and it's just always interesting to see how different wrestlers approach a match with Andre the Giant, but I agree. They're always entertaining. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Anything, anything with Andre is good. I'm yeah, sorry, Jay. I, I was, I was, I was waiting for him to talk. I apologize. No worries, guys. Anytime I say something and it's met with dead air, I just <laughs> hang my head. In, I just hang my head in shame. No, no, no. I was just trying to. I was just trying to be polite and let him talk. But yeah, man, I, I agree with everything you said, both of you guys. It, it, this, like I said, this is a topic that we can probably stay on for months and and, and talk about. Yeah, for sure. So, David, you're a teacher, correct? That's correct, yes. All right. So, uh, is your son at school with you, or do you get to work from home? Now I'm just curious. No, there, he's homesick, so I'm Oh, home I'm with sorry him. to hear that. Well, we, ho- we hope him a That's very okay. speedy recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, turn on some 80s Thank wrestling you. matches, and he'll, he'll brighten right up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a good he day, loves, man. Loves, I've shown him a few of the intros, and he, he always loves the intros. Oh yeah, that's awesome, man. What's, which one? Which one catches his eye the most? Um, he he uh, more like some of the new stuff, but I'd say from the '80s, he probably like Hogan. You can't go wrong with that one. Just he likes the, likes the song, and he also he also loves. Believe it or not, he loves the intro music you guys have for your podcast. Oh really? Oh, that's, <laughs> fan- that's fantastic. Yeah. We'll play it at the end of the I show it a again times for him. In the car. <laughs> Yeah, I played it a couple times in the car for him, and he's always like, "Play it again." And I'm like, "But it's not actually a whole song; it's just like a piece." Of- <laughs> Jay, you're Jay, you're a big deal up there in Canada, buddy. Yeah, yeah, they they credit me with writing that, I'm sure. <laughs> well, David, thank you again for calling in, brother. Keep listening, keep calling in. We enjoy talking with you. For sure, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one, brother. See, man, what a, the only- what a good episode. The only problem with playing Hulk Hogan's theme for your child is you got to keep replacing those onesies because they keep ripping them off. As soon yeah. as the opening chord said, they just tear them off and, and off they go. Very, very true, Jay. Very true. Yeah, hey, very uh, true. Real, real quickly, I want to make mention. Uh, we, we mentioned it this past Monday on, on our uh, Monday Night Virtual, but anyone didn't get a chance to check it out. Uh, we were scheduled to have Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh, on our virtual on November the 22nd. And he's supposed to be in the store the, the day before on the 21st. Uh, obviously, probably most people know that last week they had posted he was in the hospital and had surgery and is recovering. So, unfortunately and understandably, he won't be able to, to make the appearances. And I spoke to them yesterday. They're going to reschedule once he's healthy enough and feeling better to come out. So, anyone that had originally placed an order for Jim Duggan, uh, it, it's still good when he reschedules. And they said they're going to. 
uh, it, it'll be good for that date. Or you can use that credit for our upcoming and replacement uh, signing for that day. Uh, Axe and Smash Demolition by Popular Demand are coming back to Monday Night Virtual on Monday, November the 22nd. They're going to be taking the place of Jim Duggan. Uh, we just threw their stuff up on the website yesterday. So go to 80swrestlingcon.com. You can order your photos now of Demolition. We also have single shots available. Uh, Barry Darso as the Repo Man, Crucial Khrushchev, and Blacktop Bully. And we have Bill Eadie as the Mass Superstar, several different shots, and also um, from the machines. So you can order uh, photos now and watch them, sign them live on Monday, November 22nd from 7 to 10 p.m. on our Facebook page. But our next Monday Night Virtual will be on November the 8th. And I know you're looking forward to this one, Jay. The Doctor of Style Slick is going to be in the house. This is a signing that I think fans are anticipating uh, very highly. This is a guy who played a unique role in our childhood, but he was always so entertaining. He was always uh, kind of a must-see manager when he's on the screen, and then he just kind of disappeared, and you didn't hear from him. You didn't see him. So the fact that you have him and that he's back and people get to reconnect and hear what he's been up to, I'm looking forward to that one, Tommy. That's going to be a big one. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And the day before that in the store on Sunday, November 7th, we're doing a dream team reunion, Jay, with Brutus, Beefcake, and Greg Valentine. And if you don't live in the New Jersey area and can't make it, you can still order a personalized sign dream team photo all that information for all the signings are up on 80swrestlingcon.com. But this weekend, with nothing going on, so we can spend time with the family. I know you as well, Jay, uh, going out trick-or-treating. I know Jay's going to be dressing up as the gobbledygooker. And, uh, right? Am I wrong or no? Yeah, brother. I, I'm, I'm him every year. The hardest part is every year is gluing the egg back together. Once I'm inside, but my kids are getting better at it. So I'm looking forward to Halloween this year for sure. Awesome, man. Well, until what then, you, what uh, are you going as? What are you going as? I am going as, um, yeah, I got to put you on the spot. Tell everybody hmm. you, you sent me the picture. You, you tell everybody what, what, what picture? <laughs> hey, hey, brother, cafe, man. Jesus guy. Well, until next week, I hope you have there a happy Halloween, Jay. Uh, guys at home, have a safe and happy uh, Halloween weekend, and we'll catch you back here next week on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Mm-hmm.